Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Here are your hosts, Steve, Ray, Cam and Jam. Everybody, welcome back to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Uh, this is Ray in London. I've got Steve in London, Terry in Vermont, Cam in Florida. We're here as Spurs fans to talk about the latest performance, Spurs performance, 4-0 win against Burnley. Welcome to all our viewers on YouTube and all our listeners on the Spurs 9501 podcast. Um, let's start with doing the lineups. I'm going to go through the lineups for you now. So in goal was Lloris. Then we got Aurier, Sanchez, Alderweireld, Reguillon, Hoiberg, Undombele, Lucas, Bale, Son and Kane. Uh, I'm going to hand over to Cam now to give us some match stats. Cam, over to you. Yeah, I mean, interesting game today. Uh, I think everyone will accept that. Um, possession-wise, we, we we topped it again. I think our possession has been going up and up in the last few games. Maybe the results haven't, but dead today, definitely. 58% for us against 42% for Burnley. We had 16 shots, seven of which were on target, and we only managed three corners. Interestingly, um, our first corner came after we were already 4-0 up, which is... Um, Quite an impressive feat, I would think. Um, gave away six fouls. They had 10 shots, three on target, and they actually had more corners than us. Just to add that we have played Burnley for a while now in the league, and we've beaten them 50 times uh, in all the games that we've played them. And they have beaten us a number of times too, and I'll tell you that. They have beaten us 41 times, and we've drawn 28. The last time we lost against Burnley um, was in February 2019, where they beat us um, 2-1 away. Um, and I suppose the only other thing to say is they're the first team this year, this this season anyway, who we've taken the full six points off. Good. Okay, excellent. Very good, Cam. Uh, let's start talking about the first half. And Steve, I'm going to come to you first. Talk us through the first half and um, what you yeah. thought about the performance. Well, uh, obviously it was, it was a great first half for us. Um, maybe just quickly to say, in terms of the lineup, I thought that was a, a very strong lineup. The mm. only player I was worried about was Sanchez, and I know we're going to come on to that later. Uh, I wonder why Rodon didn't play. Uh, also, I thought Tanganka was unlucky not even to be on the bench. Do you think that's our strongest lineup, Steve? Is that our strongest I think, lineup? I think that was our strongest lineup, although I was worried still about Sanchez. Um, and I thought Tanganka should have been on, um, should have been on the bench. However, when you score a goal in, I think, one minute, 28 seconds, you're always going to be on the front foot and the other team's game plan is going to be shot to pieces. And I think we benefited from that. So we, they, they started to chase the game almost immediately and we, we pressed. Um, and that's why we were able to get, um, three goals in the first half. Um, obviously, a great goal from um, from Bale because he's got to be there at the right time at the right place and poke that ball into the net. Um, Kane, I think he probably had a chance or two before he actually scored, um, but he's got that sort of deceptive shot that um, uh, you, do, you don't know whether he's going to the left or to the right. And then he sort of cuts in and I think he got a fairly fortuitous deflection on his goal. But again, you've got to shoot in order to score. Um and I think the, the pick of the bunch uh, in the first half in terms of the goals was, was Mora's, um, where he took that ball very neatly down onto his thigh and then shot, and it's a goal. I think Mora is an instinctive player, and I think he plays better when the ball just comes to him and he has to react. I think there was one occasion in the first half where he, he tripped over himself 
he was running through on his own and sort of got got his feet underneath him. And, you know, we would have laughed, wouldn't we, if, um, if it had been on ice. But nevertheless, when he's instinctive like that, it's much better. Um, Son put the ball into him, I think. Um, I suspect it was a little bit fortuitous that Son just put it into the danger area. And I think we should do more of that. We should be, um, take a chance and put it into an area that's dangerous and where mistakes can happen. Um, but in terms of the first half, we, we, we got where we were because we pressed. We did everything we haven't done in the past five or six games, which is to go at them. And I think that's when we're, we've got the players to do that. We don't have to sit back um, and absorb pressure and try and play on the break. We can actually play like we did in the first half, which is in a much more attacking and adventurous way. OK, I'll, I'll come to Terry in a minute. But do you think that first goal, you know, opened them up and then you'd already laid the foundation for getting ahead so early, yeah? Absolutely. If you score within two minutes, then the other team's plans go fly out the window. And I would have thought that Burnley would have come there and attempted to try and keep things tight and and sneak a goal from a set piece. And they didn't really have that opportunity. Yeah. They did, um, but after we scored, they did um, come at us a little. And I think towards the very end of the second half, we had a little bit of a panic um, in yeah. our penalty area, but we cleared the ball. And by then, we're 3-0 up and the game was pretty much over, to be honest. Yeah. OK. Thanks, Steve. Uh, Terry, give us your impressions of the lineup as well, and also the first half, please. I was delighted to see that lineup. Um, you know, seeing Sun, Kane, and Bale uh, start with uh, Ndumbele in there also, uh, and 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 Lucas um, in there. I I think that's a really great uh, attacking midfield and and a front line. So I I, I thought it was fantastic. Um, I thought what we saw from Bale was maybe a little bit, a little bit different. Maybe, maybe starting to build in uh, additional tactic to our game, where he comes in centrally like he did on that first goal, um, and I, I think that caused some difficulty for for uh, their defense um, with with marking assignments, and and that allows Serge to come up uh, on the right hand side. Um, and, and gives us width in the attack um, that I think we've been lacking. Um, and, and Regulon, I have to say, like, we've, we've been missing him. I, I thought he had a really good game. Um, it was his service into the box uh, that provided uh, Lucas's goal. Um, and, you know, he's just getting – he gets he's up and down the field so quickly um, and provides us that width, width and, um, you know, gets us that service into the middle. It was fantastic. Um, I liked, uh, I thought our back line was good today. Um, I, I really did. Um, the, I saw communication with, with, um, you know, Tangy in the belly and, 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 um, and Bale, uh, when, when they're, when they're covering for, for the outside backs, you know, to, to make those runs, it was good communication. We were able to, uh, pass out of the backfield and beat their press. Um, and then maintain possession through the, the midfield really quickly. Uh, we did that a couple of times at least, you know, a handful of times. I thought we looked really strong. And there's been other times when we the other teams press. And, um, you know, so I, I thought it was the best we'd looked in the Premier League in quite some time. Yeah. And I think um, a lot of people give us, a, um, you know, saying that uh, – 
you know, it's only, it's only Wolfsburg, or it's only such and such. But Burnley are a good team. They won mm-hmm. away at Liverpool. They're no mugs, you know, and we made them really look really, really ordinary. So I think, you know, we should take full credit for that. Um, I totally agree. Quick question, Terry. You know that ball that Sun played in? Do you think if Lamella's playing instead of Bale, he plays that ball in or not? Or does he know that Bale's going to make the run or potentially could make the run? Do you think, is there any element to that? Um, you know, doesn't make those runs, I, does he? I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, when I saw that, I thought it looked like something that they had discussed previous, you know, and it was part of a, a tactical decision. I think, uh, you know, and, and, and when, Sometimes you see, you see Lamella, you know, come in. Um, but we haven't seen it yet from Bale. That's what made me think it was, he was looking for him in particular, especially. Yeah. Time to run perfectly. Yep. So, um, yeah. Okay. Uh, Cam, the first half, um, give us your thoughts on that. Well, I mean, my, everyone's covered most of the things that needed to be said, but I think there's two things that really made a difference today. Obviously, the lineup we've already spoken about, and I think that was one of our strongest lineups. Very happy to see that um, Lamella Norton, Lamella and Bergwijn were not there in place of Mora. I think having those front four um, freed everybody up. I think it, for once, it allowed Mora to play that false nine role, which he's very good at. Which, um, and I think the problem that Burnley had. Uh, talking about game tactics. I'm not, I don't know if I agree with Steve that getting a goal in the first minute throws their game plan out. To some extent, yes, but it also means they have 89 minutes to get back into the game. So a very early goal sort of gives you, it's better than having a goal in the last minute, for example. Um, so I had time to regroup and get everything together. But I think the way that Kane and Bale in particular played um, by dropping all in back, back into the midfield and dropping back and allowing um, Son and, and Mora to run at them with Regalon as well, really confused Burnley. And I think that that made a big difference to how we played in the first half by breaking them down and for once dominating that midfield. I mean, I think the most important thing that we've been saying for a long time is how we seem to always, in a lot of the games, just hand over the midfield to the opposition and just look yep. to run on, t- take over on the break. I didn't see that today. And I think if we tried to play that game today, it would have been a very, very poor game and we may have just scraped a win. Um, and then that first goal in the first minute might have been it. But because the way that Kane and, and Bale in particular dropped back, moved around the pit field in the positions that they did, dragged a lot of the Burnley players out of position, which allowed... Um, Allowed, but Son to really run riot because we, you know, I know he didn't get a goal, but he got two assists and he put in some very good balls. I think the other thing that really struck me is the interplay between um, Bale and Aurier because we haven't really seen that. We've seen Bale and Doherty where there is zero chemistry, zero ability in there. Bale passes it to Doherty and Doherty doesn't know how to cross, but you actually had someone who knew how to cross the ball a bit. I'm not saying he put a lot of good crosses in. Aurier, but I think that they worked a lot better together because Aurier's faster, he runs, he can play can play a few good balls, and that was good to see as well. Okay. I mean, let, uh, Steve, talk about the first goal, um, the bail. You know, I mean, you know, just talk us through the first, then I'll get Terry talk through the second and Cam talk through the third, just very quickly. This is because we were prepared to press from the off and we took the game to them. We didn't sit back and pass it 25 times around the back and then look for a quick break. We actually decided we would press them. And um, that's and, and Bale was doing a sort of run that sometimes Deli Alley used to do in the in the mm-hmm. past. 
Um, you, you've already talked about whether Lamella would make that run. I don't think he would. He's a different sort of player. Um, but whether they'd rehearse this, I, I, I tend to think players play a lot more on instinct than we think, rather than everything is, is, is a contrived set play. So I would say Bale, that was, that was Bale's instinct to be in the right place at the right time, um, across into the danger area, and then he gets his toe there uh, in front of the keeper. So, yep. and it's goal. That was it, really. Okay, cool. Terry, talk us about the second goal. What an assist. What a ball by Gareth Bale. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 that might have been my favorite favorite play of the whole whole game. That that pass, um, I mean, absolutely phenomenal. And then of course, Bale's touch. You know, it, it just was just perfect. You know, to 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 line it up for the shot. I think if it didn't get the deflection, it was going to go in far post down low. Um, that, I mean, so I mean, they were they were in trouble no matter what. Um, yeah. You know, and uh, I think. For me, it kind of goes back to the lineup when 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 Bale has his fitness. I think is is coming into form, you know, and I, I think that's a big part of it. And when you have two players like Bale and Kane, uh, you know, out on the field together, they're they think differently and they have the ability to do things differently than a lot of other players. I don't think most people, most players would have been confident with making that pass that, that Bale did. And I don't think most players would have would have just set it on a platter like they did. And then of course, you know, Bale or Kane's Kane's touch in the end, like I said, was was phenomenal. So that was probably my favorite play of the game. Um I forget who how, how Bale ended up with the ball. Was it he might have he might have picked that up from Surge. Um because I don't think I don't think he he very deep transition. What's that? Very deep. Very deep. Super deep. Yeah, I think maybe from from Aurier. Um, but it was. Um, I mean, we transitioned, you know, from our own third and and bypassed the midfield entirely. It was just. I, I thought it was phenomenal. It was the best goal of the game for me. Okay, and then Karen, talk us through um, the third goal by Lucas Moura again across from Reguillon, sort of pinging around, and then Lucas took it really quickly, really well. Yeah. Well, I think you've got to remember that it was uh, Bell with the ball to Regulon to pass it because he did run it right in front of it. And um, it was, again, a, a very well set up. I think he picked up the ball outside the box, ran across the, the line and passed it to Regulon and put in a, a very quick fireball in. And, and I think that Steve's absolutely right. It was an instinctive shot from um, from Mora. I think if he had more time to think about it, it would probably skied it into the top yeah. stand. Um, but he, he hit it. It reminded me very much of um, uh, the yeah. Yeah. It did, yeah. The way that he played there. I mean, it's just it was so pleasant to see how the, what the, the, the how the goal was constructed between our front players because I think that the um, five players and I include regular in that as well um, really played. Fantastically well together, and I think that the the Mora Bale, uh, Regulon, and Aurier on the other side, and uh, Son and Kane coming together. If they played like that against Liverpool or anybody else, I think we could have blown anybody away. Let's just hope long may it continue. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to stay with you, Cam. About the second half now. Talk us through this. You know your general impressions in the second half. Then I'll come to Steve and Terry as well. Just a, a short synopsis of the second I half. Second I mean, half Bale. 
the, the, the happy the thing that impressed me about at least the beginning of the second half, at least some of the second half, I would say, is that normally uh, a Mourinho team three nil up, we would have closed the game down, we would have done absolutely nothing, and it would have been a very sloppy and boring half. But I think that the players did want to play, um, and that we did still have create a number of chances. I believe that. Kane and whatever we know could have probably uh, made it five towards the end uh, before it was four. Uh, Son had a few chances. I mean, when we were still running for the ball and going for it, and I think that that made a big difference. Um, bringing Delhi on when he did sort of uh, slowed the game down. Did he make have a major impact? I don't know. I don't think he probably did. And I think I suppose that the highlight of the um, second half was Bell's second goal. I mean, it was sublime. Passed through by by uh, um, Son hit first time. And I think that's what we've been missing, haven't we? That first time hit, instantly yeah. hit accuracy in the way that he stuck it right in the corner. I mean, the goalkeeper just stood by and just watched it go in. I mean, it was just, just knew the moment he hit his foot where it was going. I mean, it was classic Bell. And it was a, a pleasure to see. So uh, I know we're going to talk a bit more about that later. But yeah. I think that was, for me, was the highlight. I think the other highlight for me, um, which comes back to the um, the fact that we have we chose this lineup was um, the way that Lamella was put through and his first touch was so clunky and so bad, right? That he, he basically would have been through on goal, but he just completely screwed it up. Credit to him for making the run, though. Credit to him for getting up there, making yeah, the run. Can you imagine if he'd been picked ahead of Bale, what the score yeah. would have been? That's my point. No, no, fair point. Terry, um, quick some quick thoughts about the second half. I don't want to dwell too long because I want to go into more detail about how our players played. But quick thoughts on the second half? Well, um, I, I liked I, I liked how Marie um, uh, chose the subs. I, I, I was I was happy to see Delhi come on for for Lucas. Um, you know that made sense because I my thinking at the time watching the game was we don't really need to do anything different right now. Let's just keep this tactical. You know formation keep doing what we're doing don't change a thing and i think those subs allowed us to do that i think it was good to give delhi some playing time um i don't think he had a bad game at all uh he was involved in a chance maybe around the 85th minute you know um credit to him um uh, I, I i was happy to see bale uh get subbed out uh and i think that that uh lamella sub made sense and then um i mean doherty sure why not you know um so and, and it was a like for like decision, you know, also, in my opinion, to, to bring on Doherty. Um, and, uh, you know, and it worked. Um, so, yeah, I was I was happy with it. Absolutely. I don't, I don't think any of our players uh, had a bad game today. Yeah, no, I think, I, think all, I think it was all positive today, really. And I agree with you, Terry. It's really good. So, yeah. And Steve, just some quick thoughts on the second half. I don't want to leave you out. Just to say for a quick... Uh, no, I, I think most of it's been said, really. We could have scored a lot more goals. I, I, I genuinely think that. I think Son and Mora had shots go way over the bar. W- one thing, just to point out, if I recall correctly, just outside our penalty area, Son was away and free. And he was... It was almost in the same position as when he scored that wonder goal when he ran the whole length of the field and beat about eight players and scored last season. And the Burnley player was not going to let that happen this time. And he, Matt Loughton, yeah. He pulled him, pulled him down, otherwise he was away. But it was almost in the same position where he started that sort of wonder goal. Um, so I really would have liked that to have unfolded without the foul. As it was, we carried on with possession and um, I think the referee didn't even bring it back when it was a clear booking. Um, that's, that's, I think the rest of it, 
you know, we, we, we could have scored um, two or three more goals if we wanted. But the worst miss was, I'm afraid, was, was Harry's when um, I thought he was going to just yeah, stop. Yeah, do you think it's a case that Mourinho now realises that we can't actually score two and just sit back because we will get breached? So he's saying, well, we might as well go for it because we are going to let goals in. I, I would like that to be the case, but my um, confidence in Mourinho isn't really up there yet. Maybe it will be in the next couple of games. Let's wait and see. OK. Well, Cam, I'll hold that thought of yours. I'm going to come to you now. I want you to talk about Gareth Bale. And at the end, we'll, I'll just quote some stuff from Mourinho's post-match conference. Mm-hmm. press conference about it but talk a bit about Gareth Bale they're going to come to Terry and Steve to talk about some of the other players that played really well, well so two yeah. or three minutes on Gareth Bale not too long not too long I've got to let you know I've been a, uh, a proponent of get, giving Bale more time um, and it was very very frustrating to see how slowly he started this season and there were times when he would just be walking and strolling around the pitch not wanting the ball not wanting to look looking disinterested and none of us knew what was going on because we all know inside that that guy was a great player waiting to bust out and when would it happen would it happen here or would it happen in China next year if he get, uh, um, which is what was all, all going through everybody's mind I'm just glad to see that suddenly since um, maybe the last four games, we just got a completely different player. It's like suddenly he's found form. As they say, um, class is permanent, form is temporary. So I'm glad that he's <laughs> back, to, back to his best. And I think that was epitomized for me by the past Kane. Plus also, at one stage in the first half, he did a run, he passed the ball, passed the player, and he ran past him in the, with his pace in his, own, in, the, in his own style. And then to round off that second goal, that second goal was absolutely class, class classic uh, Gareth Bell. And I think that if he could replicate that form in the games going forward, we probably got a good chance of getting maybe closer to at least top six, and maybe we might even uh, um, sneak into the top four. The issue for me here is, is um, does this now mean we need to really be looking to sign Gareth Bale for another year, get him back on? If he has now we sweated with him for six months, six months in effect, right? Uh, getting him up to speed, getting him up to where he needs to be, and he's now starting to play. It's sort of like would stick in my throat a bit if three months later he, he, he ups and leaves the club, having only given us what is in effect. 30-40% of his of the season uh, as a proper player so to for me I would advocate that we need Gareth to sign another year's contract to Real Madrid to carry on paying all his all his wages and for him to to see how his Real Madrid contract at Spurs because we've now got the old bell back okay and I think also Mourinho showing confidence in him playing him from the start as you say he's a confidence player Okay, Cam, thanks for that. Just um, one more point I wanted to add. That was very quickly about something that Steve was saying, everyone was saying earlier, is I, th- I think when you have a player like Bale in the team, the team plays differently, and I think that we will be going for goals. I don't think that Bale's the kind of player who can sit in the team to um, sit back and defend for 90 minutes on a 1-0 lead. I just don't think it's going to happen. So if you're playing Bale, then you're going to be bombing forward. Um, uh, and and uh, and I think that's what the fans want to see. And I think if he, the fans, the stadium had been full, he would have had a standing ovation today. Okay, Cam, that's good. You need to stop talking now. I'm going to let somebody else talk. <laughs> <laughs> Terry, talk about uh, Lucas Moro. I thought had a really good game. Sure. Talk about Lucas because everybody's saying we want Bale, we want Son, we want Kane, and we want Deli Ali. But he broke that up, and he was playing instead of Deli Ali. So right. tell us how Lucas Moro did. 
I mean, I, again, I, I thought I had a great day, great game. I don't, I don't think any of our players had a bad game. Uh, I, for me, the, the biggest thing I think that needs to be talked about with, with Lucas Mora is that um, his productivity has gone up uh, quite a bit in the last uh, number of games. I think you guys probably speak better to the statistics than I can, but I think, what, in the last 10 games, we've seen four goals and three assists out of him. Is that is that about right? And so, yeah. And so if, um, I mean, if he keeps that up, then other teams are going to have to rethink playing us. That That's so I, I think it could be he, he has the potential. If he, he keeps this form, he has the potential to make that kind of impact where uh, before, you know, other teams might say, okay, you know, if they start, you know, Lucas Mora, He's going to be a handful, but, um, you know, he's not really the scoring threat. He's, he's not really going to set anybody up. You know, we just need to sort of contain him and, and you know, make sure he is ineffective. Cause, but, um, you know, now in, in, when Bale's in, in form, coming to form like he is, and, and he's being as productive, Lucas Moore's productivity is coming up in terms of goals and assists. Um, you know, and then I, I, I don't think – Sonny and 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 Harry Kane are gonna you know fall off in, in their productivity, so um, it could mean we're peaking right now, and and uh, a lot of that might have to do with him. That so so for me that's 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 kind of the big talking point when it comes to Lucas Mora. I think um, you know Cam, I guess you you were saying like the style of play that um, Bale likes, you know that bomb forward, moving forward, you know what I mean, that fast paced stuff that suits. Uh, Lucas as well, you know, um, I think he's the kind of player that um, in addition to being more productive lately, lately in terms of goals and assists, he's uh, willing to do the work, you know, he's um, he, I think he, you know, he, everybody knows he just runs his tail off. So um, yeah, I, you know, if I was going to write one of those articles and give him a player rating, he, he would have a seven anyways for me at a 10. Yeah. So, so at the moment, what does um, Delhi Ali Delhi Ali have to do to dislodge Amora from that fourth berth up front? Maybe, well, you know, if he starts scoring goals and 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 uh, you know providing providing assists, um, any any manager is gonna gonna you know have a harder look at at who to start. Um, you know, I, I thought it was a toss up today between between him uh, or Lucas. I didn't think. Delhi was going to get the start just because I don't know something about Jose Mourinho makes me think he wants them to work a little bit more for it. And yeah. I, I wonder if with, with the Carabao cup coming and, and Europa, you know, still happening um, that he's Mourinho is hoping to um, have those two guys come in at, at, uh, at the same time and, and come into form together you know, so he's he's maybe deliberately. This is my hopeful thinking. He's deliberately keeping Delhi at the sideline to keep him hungry, keep him hungry, and 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 set him loose when we really need him in those other tournaments. Okay, Terry, thanks very much. You know, I think Delhi still got a lot to do. I mean, he didn't didn't shine. He was four 0 up. He didn't actually show anything. But Steve, let's come to you now. I want you to talk about your favorite player and Davinson Sanchez. Now, I think we all agree he had a really, really good game. He's really strong, made some good tackles, really, really good. I think, as you said before, one of the best games he's had for Tottenham in a long time. 
But tell us, not only talk about his performance, but talk about what you think, why did he have such a good game this time when he's been pretty poor in previous games? Try and analyse that for us. I think that's really tricky. Um, and I, I, I've uh, there have been times in the last, probably all the time he's been here, I thought you shouldn't play for us. It's not fair. It's not fair on you. It's not fair on the fans. And it's not fair on the rest of the team because you're an accident waiting to happen. I think I termed the phrase Bambi on ice. Um I just didn't think he was, he was just too likely to give away a penalty, too likely to make an error, too likely to get tangled in his own uh, legs. So what happened to him today? I, I can't explain it. Um, I think it, it sort of goes back to the way the pattern of the game evolved. And uh, I know Kamal doesn't agree, but I think when you get a goal or concede a goal in the first two minutes, it changes things. Uh, it makes the other team, if they're chasing um, a lead or chasing to try and equalise, they play slightly differently. I think having Toby next to him helps because I think he's a steadying influence, and yes. he covers. He covers. He covers for um, for Sanchez. Sanchez can use his pace. Uh, he can sort of try and get one of his limbs on the ball, or maybe the top or part of his head, and then Toby will do the tidying up. So in, ter- in, that, in terms of that pairing, I think it tends <coughs> to work. Um, and it also worked because of the way the overall pattern of um, play um, evolved because of the early goal. Uh, having said all that, I thought it was pretty, <laughs> pretty faultless. Um, yeah, I mean, let's give him credit, Steve, because Burnley is a good team and they've got people like Jay Rodriguez, Chris Wood. These guys are good in the air and he played yeah. really well. I can't think of any major chances they had. So credit for credit too. I still think there's something wrong with his heading because he sort of heads it up. It's, at one point, I think he headed it almost twice in succession and it almost was like, how high can I get this ball? When that isn't really what you want to do with a defensive header. You want to get a loop, you want to get distance, you want to get in the way. He headed it before he got to somebody else. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sure that's the case. And sometimes you have to take a chance, don't you, and just get something on it or just jump and... Uh, to distract the other player. And Toby did that very well when they had a header where they should have scored, actually. I can't remember which player it was. It yeah, I think it was. There, yes. where, um, just because oh, Toby... Was coming in and Toby headed it away, yeah. Just, he, well, there was one where he just jumped and didn't get any touch on it. but it, And there was enough to, to di- distract from the player who was, who was going to head it. There was yeah. one other time as well when Sanchez went to ground in the penalty area when I think Jay Rodriguez was um, about to have a shot. At the time, I thought, that's the wrong thing to do. Looking back on the replay, it was the right thing to do because it yeah, was so absolutely. close to the line, yeah. it wouldn't have given Rodriguez the chance to cut the ball back and shoot. I'll that's bring you in a minute. I, yeah. yeah, I can't explain other why this, this worked, other than that the, the pairing at, at finally, finally did work with um, the support from Toby. And I know that, Cam's not necessarily believes this is the case, but I think the pattern of the play changed because we pressed and because we got a goal early. So Mark's out of 10 for Sanchez, Steve? I'm going to give him nine today. Yeah, I think nine I, is a bit I, right. I actually said, I think, I think I might give this game man of the match. I said that to my sons when they were watching the game. Yeah, yeah, he played really well. I give him man of the match. I just wanted to add some stats here very quickly because I think it's relevant to this. I'm sorry, Steve. But, you know, he was playing against Vidra, who has not scored in 26 Premiership outings. And the highest scorer for Burnley is Chris Wood, who has uh, um, been out for six games and he's got four goals. Um, so we've got to take that in context as to who Jay Rodriguez, Rodriguez was playing as well. He scored goals recently. 
Four goals is the highest anyone at Burnley scored. No. Any player. It doesn't matter. I, I, I think that's irrelevant. I mean, these guys, they won one nil at Liverpool. Come on. They did. They get most of their goals from set pieces as well, which means we have to defend and we have to defend in the air. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's move on now. Let's move on. We've said good things about everybody. I'm going to come to each of you in turn to come for a takeaway. What's your takeaway from? So let's come to Terry first. What's your main takeaway from this game, Terry? Uh, Gareth Bale is perhaps the uh, force to be reckoned with that uh, everyone has has mentioned. You know when we got him. So uh, I mean he's he's going to grab some headlines for sure. And and um, you know I think there's teams around the league scratching their head, going, uh oh, if he keeps playing like this, we got to we got to change what we do when when we play Spurs. So there's that. And then um, I think today we are uh, we're legitimately in the running for top four. That fourth fourth spot, I think, um, is you know we we could get there. I do. I'm going to be surprised if West Ham finishes the season in top four. I just don't see it happening. So that opens up at least one slot. We're we're less than two games out. Of, of fourth place as it is, I think we are now contenders for top four again. So two takeaways. Okay, excellent. Cam, I think my big takeaway is uh, just to follow on from what Terry said. Um, Leicester are already beginning to implode as they always do at the back end of the season. They lost today. They lost midweek. Um, they looked. Anyone who watched the game this morning uh, should have gone back to sleep because it was seven a.m. here. I wish I had gone back to sleep. They were awful. Um, and uh, so my takeaway today is will if Bale carries on as he has he has did he did today as going forward totally agree with Terry top fours in the running whether Mourinho will implode and stop playing or do something to him is uh, left open to question I would only presume he came off after 65 minutes because I wanted him to come off so he stays fit for the game against Fulham um, this week and I think if we can replicate what we did against Burnley against Fulham. Fantastic, because Fulham are very much a Burnley team. They defend very, very well. They got a good nil-nil today. And uh, onwards and upwards. Okay, great. Uh, Steve, your main takeaway from the match? A slightly different one is that, uh, is Nick Pope a good enough replacement for Lloris? I think he made a couple of very good saves. Yes. Positionally strange, but he had a lot to do. I'll tell you what. One one very good save, diving down to his left. Yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't mind seeing him on our side. Yeah, it definitely give um, Lloris some competition. Anyway, from my point of view, my main takeaway is Davinson Sanchez. I think there's a player in there somewhere. If his head is right and he's got Toby around him to help him, we've got one hell of a defender. I mean, he's got pace. He's got strength. He is could be a really good defender. So that's my takeaway. Let's get Davinson. Playing to his optimum, we're gonna we have got a chance to top four. Okay, guys. Now, what I'm gonna do is I just wanted to quote some stuff from. Uh, I wanted to do a new little thing here, which you talk about um, uh, Jose Mourinho, some post-match uh, conferences. I want to get your thoughts on that. I mean, whoever wants to talk about it, talk about. It. I'll read it very quickly. So the question was: two games, eight goals, and two clean sheets. Is this the boost for the team going forward into a busy period? And he's saying good performance, solid performance. I'm happy with the result, happy with the clean sheet. Performance was very positive. So 
what do you guys think? I mean, is he is he looking more positive? I mean, he said he's really positive and all that. He said he's, today was really important because we needed the victory. Any thoughts on that, Steve? We need. Well, I mean, I, I I'm not a Mourinho fan. I think that the um, the negativity that he brings to teams is destructive. Ultimately, um, he's 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 won two games against relatively. Well, certainly the first game against relatively easy opposition. Uh, I take your point, Ray, that Burnley actually are not a bad team at all. And to score four against them is is actually an achievement. And a lot of teams, in fact, most teams won't score four against them. Whether this is a new dawn for Mourinho, I'm not sure about that. The jury will have to remain out for that. OK, Steve. Cam, this is the next question. Then I'll come to you, Terry. So basically the question was, how excited are you by the potential of the front three and his response, I am a team coach. I love to speak individually about the players when the reasons are positive reasons. I have a squad. I am happy with them, back all of them, and not just have them back fit or training, back to a certain level. We can say that against Wolfsburger, they are not Premier League, which is true, but my team played well. Winks played well. Sissoko played well. Doherty played well. Dyer played well. Ben Davis played well. Vinicius played well. This is important, having so many matches to play. So he didn't really answer the question there, did he, no. Cam? What do you no. think? Well, that's what worries every Spurs fan when they hear Mourinho say that. Rather than come out and say, well, the one thing that we've all wanted was a strong front three finally clicking together, which has happened for the first time this season today. Yeah. He, yeah. he dwells on Doherty, he dwells on Dyer, he dwells on all the wings, all the players that we don't want to see back yeah. in the team if we right. can help it. Yeah. Right? And that's Why, really does he do that? Why does he do that, Cam? Because that's what scares us and comes back to my point about our takeaways from this game, which is, yeah, great today, but will Mourinho stick with it or will he just start stick a finger in the works and put sure. wings in there, <laughs> Davis on one side and Doherty in just to screw with us? I don't know. And, yeah. I mean, and that's the fear that every Spurs fan has. And the quote that you've just given us only amplifies it, in my view. OK. Terry, I'm going to come to you now. So the question is, are you confident Gareth can play against both Fulham and Crystal Palace now? And the response is, day after day, day after day. And as I was saying, he is experienced and his knowledge of his body and his feelings are going to be fundamental. A player that gives me this kind of performance, of course, I want him to play on Thursday and Sunday, and I want him to play against Dynamo Zagreb next week. But I don't think I can. I don't think I can. So this is the process that we have to manage day by day and see how he feels tomorrow and see how he feels after tomorrow. He is a very important part of this decision-making because he has a lot of experience. So what do you think, Terry? Well, uh, I think that actually did answer the question. You know, Unlike the, the last uh, response you, you, you quoted him, because um, um, I, I think that's what they do. I think that they, they, they look at him day after day, monitor him, um, Okay. You know, and, and track his fitness. And yeah, he want he would love for him to, to, to play in every single game and perform the way he did today, but he can't. Um, you know, 31 is getting older, but I do think Bale's been one of those kind of players over the course of his career where he's just a little bit more injury prone and takes him longer to get back into full fitness. Um, you know, and, and, and I had, I had saw an interview with Bale and I, I thought this was interesting. Um, it, right when he signed with us uh, about, um, you know, his fitness. And he said that he wanted to peak in terms of his fitness right around uh, in time for the Euros. And, 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 and so that said to me, oh, he is planning out how he's going to come more and more into form. And so far, we're seeing that play out. And so if this is a plan that 
all of the support staff is involved in the whole, you know, physio med staff is involved in, you know, the coaching staff, then, then he seems to be right on track. And, um, you know, I think we're going to see more and more playing time with Bell. He's going to get more starts in the Premier League is what I think. But I don't think Mourinho is going to play him game after game, really, is he? He's not going to, he's going to give him a rest, I think, in between, yeah. Yeah, give, give him rest, but start him when he can and play him, you know, 60, 70, you know, minutes. Yeah. Okay, the last one I'm going to give to you, Steve. The question is, how impressed were you with the defence and in particular Davinson Sanchez? And the response is, I think the team played well defensively. It was a good compromise from the team. I don't know what that means. The defensive line cannot play as high as we did if the midfield and attacking players do not press, especially the player with the ball. It was a collective performance, very positive collective performance with loads of effort. Even minute 92, 93, two corners, the team defended like it was 1-0 and not 4-0. And this compromise is fundamentally what the team, what the team needs. Then Davinson played a very good game, very dominant, fresh, didn't play the last match and he was very good. What do you think, Steve? Uh, well, he answered the question eventually. Uh, I'm, not sure, uh, I'm not sure what this uh, uh, the use of compromise means. Does that mean that he... he I think it might be a language thing, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, uh, yeah, perhaps it is. At the end of the day, he gave Sanchez some praise, which I think is good. Um, and he talked about the way that the uh, midfield should play, whether they should press, whether they should push up. Um, I mean, I don't know what's really to make of that answer, but mm. it's nice to be singled out for praise as a player. So yeah. I imagine that um, Sanchez will be happy with that and um, will probably hope to play in the next game. Let's see if he does. OK, guys, well, we're going to wrap it up now. But before we go, I want a prediction for Fulham on Thursday. So I'm going to come to Cam first. What's your prediction for the Fulham game? Play this line out 3-0. OK, <laughs> short and sweet. <laughs> uh, Terry? Yeah, Cam stole my thunder. I got the same thing. Keep another clean sheet and more than two goals. Excellent. Steve? Yeah, I'll go with uh, 3-0 as well, actually, to us. <laughs> Just to yeah. make sure that, yeah, that's what, yeah, what I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with 3-1 to Tottenham if we keep the same team. If we mix it up and start mixing up with Winks and Sissoko, then all bets are off, basically, from my point yeah. of view. I don't it would be 3-0 to them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, listen, guys, uh, thank you very much to all our viewers on YouTube, all our Listeners on the 9501 Spurs 9501 podcast, thank you very much. Please comment, like, and subscribe. Follow Vermont, Vermont Spurs. Make sure you like all their posts and follow them on Instagram. You know, look at Steve showing off his shirt. Steve's actually the closest person to the ground. He's only a few hundred yards away from the ground. Yeah. So, Not quite, so, but yeah, <laughs> I can see it from my house. Yeah. Okay, so it's goodbye from Terry in Vermont. Okay, Terry, you're not going to say anything. You're just going to put your hand up, yeah? Yeah, goodbye. No, thanks so much again. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Terry. It's been great having you on board, Terry. Thanks very much. It's goodbye from Steve in London. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from Cam in Florida. Yeah, the sun is shining in Florida. Come on, you Spurs. Goodbye, everyone. And it's good night. And it's goodbye from Ray in London. We'll see you for the next post-match analysis. And as we always say at the end of this podcast, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. You've been listening to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Stay in touch, continue the debate, and let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening.